live from EDD Labs in Sherman Oaks, California. It's the Late Night Early Morning Show with your host, Isaiah Pacheco. And that man who put this all together, Augie Lopez. So do whatever you have to do to get ready. Finish brushing your teeth, have a warm towel. The show's about to begin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Late Night Early Morning Show. This is Augie Lopez saying, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. To my right, and always, I have my cousin and co-host, Isaiah Pacheco. What's up, everybody? To my left, I have my brother, Angela Walker. What's good? Straight in front of me, I have Rico Alexander. Was that a new opening? Yes, it was. As a matter of fact, do you know who that was? No idea. Do you know what song she was doing? Aretha Franklin. I want to say it was Janelle Monae, but I don't close uh, um the, who that was was sharon jones and the dap kings does anybody know who that i is? just saw her no. yesterday on tv she was with at queen latifah queen latifah thank you okay yeah. uh that like the first time i've ever seen the queen latifah show and so <laughs> i didn't that, know she had a show yeah, yeah she has a talk so. show that that chick right there that song she redid i'll play it again um but uh that song was janet jackson's what have you done for me lately Really? That she redid. What? Can you can you find that on uh, Subsonic really quick? I'm sorry. I know I told you I wasn't gonna make you do nothing. Yeah, she's but, on, she's on a mission to bring uh, soul back. It's uh, it should be it a, on. That that might be the most uh, unique remix I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it's not the no no no. It's not on that album. It's on the uh, but, uh, first original song is unrecognizable. Rhythm Nation. Nope, not on that one. Try. There's only click. It's on that pur- pink one. It's on the pink album. Pink album cover. There you go. Just uh, hit play. Okay, listen to it. It's funky, baby. And all her stuff is like this. All of it's like this. Like what? She's how old is she? She's Can you 50, look up how old she's she is? Fifty-eight years old. Can you go on the internet? Oh, she's fifty-eight. Oh, there you go. Her hair is really short because she just uh, uh, overcame cancer. Yeah. Oh, she's that old. Yeah. She's old. And then let's keep talking. She she's been doing this since uh, the nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you look up her Wikipedia page for me, really quick? I want to get this shit right, dude. Okay, so I went to go see Mayor Hawthorne about mm, a couple months ago. That's exactly what you reminded me of. Too. Where at? Fuck that one spot by uh, Roscoe Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> um, wh- where was it at, Melissa? The Wilt. The Wilt. The Wil- no, 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 no. The Wiltern is where I saw Sharon Jones the at. Palladium. The Palladium. Thank you. That's the Palladium is where uh, 
I saw Mayor Hawthorne at. That was a good concert. Were a lot of people there? Yeah, there was a lot of people there. That was where I got too drunk with my sister, where it was like, it was we got really into the music. Like, we didn't even talk to each other. Yeah. yeah we got really into it. But at that concert, I saw Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings uh. playing. And I know who they are. You know what I mean? Because they got this badass jam that I like. Well, I ended up buying tickets. Me and Melissa go to the to the show, and it's at the Wiltern. Uh, I saw Rafael Sadiq play there one time, right? So I kind of knew the setup. I knew we can get all the way to the front, the stage, right? Bro, I go up to the stage, right? And I'm I'm telling Melissa, I'm like, hey, dude. Like, she's leaving, like, a little gap around us in the front because when we get to the – it's general admission. So when you get to the front, they're like – if you want to go on the floor, you have to give up the tickets that you have over here and you're going to get a wristband because you can only come in here now, like the pit, right? I was like, fuck it, let's do it. We go up in the front and, um, you know, the show hasn't started. The opening person's going to come on. She's leaving some space around her. I'm like, you can't do that because somebody's mm-hmm. going to creep up right, right there. Boom. Yeah. Somebody fucking crept up. I'm like, fuck. Dude, there was this chick that was standing in front of us, right? There's some girl wearing a black dress. Uh, then the the fucking opening act came out and shit it was fine. During the fucking opening act, I oh my god, is people started getting around each other. Some motherfucking dude comes and puts his head like almost cheek to cheek on my cheek, right, and asks us, hey. Who's that guy over there playing bass? Is that whatever Rocco from the Dap Kings? And I was like, motherfucker, get out of my face. For For, well, first of all, second of all, I'm a fan, not that big a fan. That's why I'm here. I want to get to know the band. I don't know who plays bass. And he kept going, hey, who's that? Hey, who's that? And I was like, and then and then Are I you just fucking with me. I just looked at uh, Melissa. Because he was like, his head was right in the middle of both of our heads. And he was rocking <laughs> Sadiq. Dude, no. <laughs> hey, who's that? And you... I wanted to sock him in his face. I swear to God, he had the worst breath ever. Oh, ever, no. dude. Breath. Ever, bro. He he stopped talking to it's us. It's all hot. Oh, shit. my. Hey, who's that? <laughs> Motherfucker, shut up. Go back to your friends. You know what I mean? And he took like a couple steps back and continued talking to his friends. I could still smell his breath. I was like, why you get so angry? Because that's offensive, bro. His breath was offensive. He's just trying to make friends. (laughs) No, dude. Describe the smell. No, it was, it was, it was, you had to talk in the mic. Oh, sorry. It was like old beer breath. (laughs) Well, you guys were drinking beer, right? No. Okay. Hey, who's that? Dude, if fucking bro, I don't mind Are you it. guys still friends to this day? Yeah. I don't I don't mind it if he has bad breath and is talking to me. I mind it if he's so close to me. You know, he was way in my pr- if I had turned too quick to the left, I would have kissed him. I would have kissed him. Some people are uh, you know, close talkers. <laughs> it was a wrong situation, man. Then Sharon Jones comes out, right? I have never been at a fucking concert that she started dancing from the beginning and did not fucking stop. The the groove that you hear, the beat, that fast beat, that's how all her songs were. Everybody was fucking dancing, dude. She was on another kind of level, though, dancing. She was 
She's like Tina Turner type of performer. Exactly. She even did a Tina Turner song and tried to... Oh, dude. One of the best concerts I've been to, man. One of the best concerts. It was just her energy, just dancing so much. Like, and I was so close that when she would make eye contact, I felt like I had to move around. She was going to call me out and say, what the fuck are you doing here? You know what I mean? What? I, you always I, think the artist is thinking of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like with Jay-Z. <laughs> Buy my album, goddammit. <laughs> Do you know that story? No. That I went to uh, Jay-Z and Timberlake? Yeah. I told you that story, though? Yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah, where I um, got a little too drunk, and then uh, I said, I tried to say a joke when everybody was laughing, and I thought he was going to kick me out. Like, I thought he... Knew I didn't buy his album. <laughs> he was going to ask me to leave. <laughs> but that was on some other shit, though. But, um... How'd you get so close again? I just... My looks. <laughs> no, I just... I just went to the front. I was like, we can get over there, right? And she's like, yeah, you have to give your general admission ticket up. And you're going to get a wristband. So you can just come in here. They just gave you a wristband? Mm-hmm. For what? To be in the pit. To be in the pit, dude. Uh, What's wrong with that? Oh, they would let anyone in the pit. Yeah, they would let anyone in the pit. Okay. But you had to give up your seat. Yeah. Oh. So So I wanted to be in the pit. I wanted some sweat on me. Wait, would it have been better if you had just bought general admission tickets? Or I, I did. Then oh, you can't did. complain about people being at all in your yeah, face. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> But that was too close, bro. I wouldn't. Yeah. He taught me a lesson: never do that again. I won't. If that's if that's the rule that I gotta go by, I'll. I won't fucking. Did you feel go. anything on your leg or? Anything? Oh. That's <laughs> but so she's getting down on stage, bro, and she's dancing, and then like halfway during uh, like her second or third song. She points at some dude. This is why I thought she was going to tell me shit because I wasn't moving. Because she points at some dude. She goes, get here, get your ass up here. And he, she made him go on stage and dance with her, dude. <laughs> no way. Yes. And, but oh, he was, I wish he was, done that to you. He was getting down, though, so dude. Awesome. This guy was getting down. It was a good concert, dude. It was, it was badass. But the thing about it was... Did it, he, did, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did, did she pick him because he was a good dancer? Because he was getting down in the crowd. Oh. That he was moving and, and grooving. And I'm Doggy, just... What were you doing? I'm just standing there. I was bobbing my head, bro. Let me tell you I why I couldn't... Hold on. Let me tell you why I couldn't move. <laughs> it's because that when I was telling Melissa, like, hey, don't leave any space in front of you. And that chick that popped up, dude, she was trying to win a fucking award <laughs> dancing so fucking hard. So even if I wanted to dance, I couldn't. Because she was getting down, dude. She elbowed me in the gut. I don't know how many times stepped on my foot i was like this chick man and when she, once that dude got called up oh forget it dude she just even went harder she wanted to get on stage her goal was to get fucking on stage she's probably been to a concert of hers before and knows that she does probably, that, probably. Uh, because yeah. she, he she uh some dude took his ipad and wanted to request a song and was um in in the front so he wrote he wrote it uh, out on iPad? the he wrote it out on that's, the iPad that's kinda clever. and just put it up uh, and then she saw she goes this land is mine okay I'll play that song right now she goes, that, was, that was smart yeah. and then you know what she made him do made his ass go on stage too nice so he she was just bringing people up right now everybody's gonna take their iPad <laughs> yeah I will but um that chick that was in front of me ended up on stage but at the end when all kinds of people went up there, oh she did it she went up stage. On stage, but it was like uh, during the encore, 
mm-hmm. where they were like, dude, just pulling everybody up. There was a at least fifty. So there's people zero up. security at this. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but, Seems like you can go anywhere. <laughs> but I thought I thought like she was a very big Sharon Jones fan and and wanted to dance with her. Well, when Sharon Jones came around to dance with her, she like ignored her and was like dancing her damn self. <laughs> I was like, oh, you just want to get on. Do you mind? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Yeah, man, she had one of the best concerts, high energy, and yeah, she was saying that she beat cancer there too, and it was, it was one of the what kind of cancer? Upbeat. Oh, I didn't ask her. Mm. I don't know. Do you know? Uh, did, did, did it I assume him? breast cancer. That's pretty pretty common. Did you is said she, you, is she black? Yeah, mm. she black. Um, and the Dap Kings are fucking an awesome dude. They had a a nice horn section. Yeah, they're like a real mi- they're a real mix of people. In Is the that band. The, her backup That's, band? They're their own band, and, oh, okay. and but they come together and they make okay. stuff. But uh, they want to stay away from the modern recording kind of way. So they're all they're really influenced in the sixties and seventies soul jazz kind of feel. So they you know they record all their stuff that way you know analog. And really? Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's I got you get the crackle. Yeah, I got I got some mad respect for that. And people were bringing albums to her to sign like albums, albums, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty good shit. But you said you saw her on. So yeah, I saw uh, I saw her on Queen Latifah just I think yesterday. It was it was random. Like I just flipped the channels and then did we she saw perform? Them. Huh? Or was she on it? She performed, and then after Queen Latifah asked her, like, so she was like, "So you're you're on a mission, right? You're on a mission." And she's and she's like, "Yeah, yeah." She's like, I'll, "There's not even a, a genre, or there's not even a, a Grammy for soul music." She's like, "There needs to be awards for it. It needs wow, to be accepted really by the mainstream." It? Yeah, yeah soul, soul, was, soul is not a real like accepted genre in in awards. I was watching shows. the a, AMAs from '83, uh-huh. and their categories were. Best black, such and such. Song. Oh, like they do female artists and male artists. They, and like, they would say black, they, but they, and it was they so weird. I was like, they said the word black to describe the music. Like, yeah. So, can is Justin Timberlake not even allowed to win? Not an, <laughs> to, not to win a, a soul award. Well, they didn't. Yeah, they didn't even call it soul. They called it a black award back in the day. Wow. Not now. Really, it's eighty three. That's not ancient history. And what I thought, season when she said that, I was kind of like, uh. I think it's R and B slash soul. Mm-hmm. Whenever yeah. I see the awards, mm-hmm. but I guess she wants it to be the, its own genre because I'm sure once you get into it, like you understand that, that, that there's a difference between soul and yeah, there is R&B. a difference between soul yeah. and R and B. Yes, I know this. Okay, but you said you went to a concert too. Yeah, I just went to the Palladium as well. For what? For the used <laughs> and Taking Back Sunday. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so these guys were like huge when I was in high school, right. and, uh, and uh, we. So my coworker ended up buying tickets and showing me the the venue that it was going to be at and everything. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Get tickets, get tickets!" And my wife's like, "Really? I don't want to go to that. I don't want to go to that." Mm-hmm. So I kind of had to like drag her. And does she like the band? Huh? Does your wife uh, like she, the band? Okay, so she used to like that kind of music mm-hmm. uh, when we first started dating, and then she just totally grew out of it and <laughs> likes like pop now and R and B and stuff. Uh huh. Um. But oh, dude, it was the biggest mission. So we decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna party a little bit, get feeling good before we even go to the place. Mm-hmm. It's only like a ten dollar cab ride over there, so nice. we do it, and we're feeling good, happy. I we get to the gate, and then I'm like, holy shit, I don't even remember how I like how I got my tickets. So I'm looking, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking through my emails, and I couldn't find it. So we just went up to Will Call, and we're like, okay, this is my name, this is my ID. Mm-hmm. find it and they go through like all their little like three little mm-hmm. bins of tickets that they have yeah. mine wasn't anywhere there and then my wife's like 
did you even buy tickets or you just think that you bought tickets? <laughs> I was like, I'm like, that does sound like me, but, <laughs> um, but I'm like, no, I, I totally remember buying tickets and it took us maybe 45 minutes to find the email in all my emails. Cause I'm an idiot and I have all my personal and work emails kind of put together on accident. You got them commingled. Yeah, well, the reason I have it that way is because I have a default sender on my email where I always send it as my business one. Return. But then my, so I don't know when like I buy things. Like, oh, am I putting in the wrong email address? Am right. I getting it? So I couldn't find it. I have thousands of emails I haven't, you know, looked at because it's just filled with junk. And uh, we finally find it. And then I have to download an app to, to get it, to, to receive to, it, to get the, tr the, the scannable and you, you're having to do this while you're waiting in line no we had to go stand on the curb because they were like are you guys in or out get on the curb if you're not in damn. and we're like oh goddamn!" so we got to go out to the curb and then i had to wait for the album to, or the app to download and then you know sign in get right. my ticket mm -hmm. and then we finally get in and i i felt really bad because we were meeting the my coworker there along with her friends uh -huh. and they're just like where the hell are you i'm like i don't even know if i'm gonna get in right now but uh we we finally got in it was really cool it was the Palladium's cool because I didn't realize how many bars there were in there. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. on every level, bars? there's yeah. bars in the back. So you don't even have to be out of um, out of view with the, mm. with the stage. You can be looking at the stage and be buying your beer. Mm. Wow. It's it's really awesome. Same thing with the Wilton. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of beer, uh, bars. Is this what they're called? Yeah. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you looking at, Rico? Um, news. What is it? news hey but the other concert that's going on too we were just saying this there's a certain uh did anybody get on any chicks get on shoulders over there yeah they they were no way <laughs> i kept telling amanda i was gonna pick her up because are you serious could see. yeah uh, <laughs> they got, the chicks got on their shoulders yes there were chicks on shoulders there was a lot of crowd surfing too it was crazy because what when i okay so i figured okay there's gonna be a bunch of kids here who weren't even like you know six when they're when the albums that i like came out mm -hmm. but no it was just like all 25 to like 35 have you ever put people, amanda on your shoulder no never tried mm. not, in public, there, not in public isn't there, a, <laughs> isn't there a certain kind of uh girl that needs to go on the shoulders like you can't just put any chick on your shoulder you go up there right angela dude there's there's some pairs man where you got like a really skinny dude and a big girl and he's like <laughs> wow the bottom the bottom's gonna give out <laughs> Have you ever got on someone's shoulder? You ain't playing Marco Polo in the swimming pool, you know what I'm saying? Or chicken in the swimming pool. What what happened now? You play Marco Polo. <laughs> Wait, what'd you ask me? What kind of have I ever put a chick on my shoulders? No, have you ever gotten on somebody's shoulder? <laughs> have I been a chick? No. You're looking at Angela like hey. you're trying to get something out of him. No, what, no, what I'm just asking him oh. because I'm just saying like a certain kind of girl. Have you done that, uh, Angela? Put a girl on your shoulder? No, nah, no. Nah, I, I don't go to enough concerts to be carrying girls on my shoulder. <laughs> When's the last concert you've been to? I put the mic a little bit closer to you. You know what? The last concert I went to was actually uh, Tori Kelly. Tori Kelly? Yeah. Who's yeah, that? Shit, she's a, somebody uh, got excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a, um, a singer-songwriter, um, up and coming. She's got a couple of EPs Oh, out. I know who that is. She's yeah. fucking hot. Yeah, beautiful girl. Oh, my God. She has like a kind of like a Shakira thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful fuck, chick. Fuck, yeah. Really? Well, what kind of music? R&B, right? Pop? Uh, I so? guess you would describe it as R&B. And she's, uh, she's, uh, what's her name? Tori, Tori Kelly. No, the girl you compared her to? Shakira. Yeah, she's she a Cuban. What is Shakira? No, I'm just she, saying her looks. Her, her, looks, her looks is similar to that. She's got the sort of big blonde curly hair look going. Yeah, oh, beautiful, I like beautiful the chick though. Blonde I, curly hair. 
<laughs> yeah, so sorry. Tru- truthfully, that's <laughs> no, but what? Well, go ahead. That's that's actually the last concert I went to. And who did you want to go to that or Diana want to go to that? No, I actually went with my brother, who was a huge fan of his. Oh, of hers. Yeah, yeah. And so he told me about her, and I had already known about her, but uh-huh. he was like, "Let's go to the concert." So we went. Nice. It was uh, it was pretty dope. She's uh, she's talented. Yeah, very talented. She ain't no crowd surfing over there. Nah, nah I've never nah, been at a concert where they crowd surfed. You gotta go to a rock concert. Eat. I've been yeah, to two. It's not that kind of rock. Rock, maybe EDM nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I've been to Tool. Huh? I've been to Tool. Yeah, no, but Tool, Tool, he wants you to like sit, like just sit and listen. Like, yeah, yeah. You've seen Tool in concert? Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's how I became a fan of them. Tool's pretty dope. Yeah. But what kind of girl? You were saying it, Isaiah, the other, just a little while ago. What What does a girl need? Oh, there, a, a certain, there needs to be a certain cup size. There you go. That's uh, what I'm trying to get that's at. What really, that's what this whole thing is leading yeah. <laughs> But Are you going to be jealous when you hear about the next concert I'm going to? What? It's uh, it Fits in the Tantrums. Oh. Nice. That should be dope. Yeah. I'm Tom excited. Them either. I'm excited. What? That, that was that's Amanda's a, Valentine's Day gift. That's going to be a real eclectic group. Yeah. Yeah, they got a, a wide range of fans. Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about a wide range of fans? Fucking Sharon Jones and that the Dap Kings, man. This 60s, 70s soul black lead singer. Who do you think's gonna be there? I thought I thought I was gonna be around my people, black people, man. <laughs> nope, nope. All fucking like uh, white, uh, like uh, hipsters. Hipsters, dude. Yeah. All white hipsters. Yeah. Slow Rico. <laughs> Slow. Yeah. All white hipsters, bro. That's, that's where Fitz and Tantrum's going to be. It's going to be a smell. lot of hipster. But you, Hipsterville. But, but you know what I'm finding is as much music is out there, there's still sort of limited access to music. <laughs> what do you mean? So, like, there's there's all sorts of new artists and artists doing all kinds of creative and wild stuff. But, like, for an older generation, you wouldn't know any like how to access all that stuff. Like, oh, people yeah. who might really appreciate Sharon Jones would probably have no idea how to actually discover Sharon Jones. Let's say, for instance, my pops. Uh-huh. He would probably like Sharon Jones. Right. But he, he don't even know how to turn exactly. on a computer. Exactly. Huh, dad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, so I am going to... The concert that I'm going to go to next is um, that uh, <laughs> 92.3, the old school the old station, school. where it's... Some uh, Color Me Bad. And- some Color Me Bad. I think war average right. I mean, I've gone and seen Color Me Bad. Yeah, Didn't he just get arrested. Lisa, there's Lisa, four guys in Lisa, Color Lisa. Me Bad. I know mm-hmm. one of them uh, got indicted or something for beating his wife. You still follow Color Me Bad news? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like 300 pounds now. The, the guy with the uh, beard. He's president of the fan club. Yeah, <laughs> he writes a blog. <laughs> what time are we at? Okay, so what I'm going to do right now is I want to go ahead and end, uh, end the podcast. I want to go ahead and take a break. When we come back from the break, uh, Rico's going to try some Doritos and sour cream <laughs> because I guess this is a Reedley thing to eat Doritos with sour cream. Uh, and apparently, he, I don't know. Yeah, my I've, I've, been, I've eaten it on my whole it's, fucking it's life. It's been a common thing on the table. Well, yeah. you, you guys you guys know you're supposed to mix it with the, the packet, right? You just ran out what? of packet. What packet? There's, Wait. A, there's a dressing packet. Ranch dressing packet that you mix out? Mother Goose, be, dude. You never seen yeah, the Mother yeah, Goose? No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, uh, please don't get on me. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. I know, but 
but I, I think you guys sort of missed that part of it. No, motherfuckers forgot to read the directions all the way. No, 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 no. Was like, I understand what you're saying. The right. packet uh, that you mix with the sour cream, powder, yeah, yeah, the powder mix that is not for Doritos. Okay, uh, that is for like a regular tortilla chip. Okay, yeah, that, that was my no point. Because no, because then you're eating. Just the sour cream with the Doritos, My not with any pack. My point was the Dorito flavor plus the sour cream is flavor overload. No, it's not. You need it, it might be flavor something overload. Something that cuts off the flavor. No. It might be flavor overload if you put the packet in like Angelo was saying. But that would definitely be that would flavor be, overload. But that's not what we were discussing. But, but I understand what you're saying. Yes, we do use that in Readly. So. <laughs> you know what would make oh. more sense to people is if you use the Cool Ranch Dorito. Like I've never seen, mm. I've never seen when you do it, but it probably make more sense. For I understand. People to try. You, yeah, right, right. And I also have to clear something up with you, Isaiah. What I do? Uh, so I went over to my cousin's house and uh, I got yelled at because, because uh, when we had talked about salitos, the little things of like salt, and you, I, know, oh, I have no idea. Still, you, you remember? You remember you? Yeah, it was you that said, "Oh, aren't those like dried plums with salt?" And I was like, "No, man, they're not," and they are. So my bad. <laughs> but, but my cousin like yelled at me. He's like, you don't know what salitos are? I was like, uh. <laughs> plums of salt? Yeah, no, it's like dried uh, dried salt, oh, okay. uh, plums. And they, I guess, batter it with salt. And you just fucking eat it. You don't remember this conversation? I don't remember the conversation. So what were you going to say? You know what I'm talking about, Angelo? No, I thought you were talking about the, uh, the Lucas and fucking those, oh, those salt no. packets that yeah. I used to eat back oh, in the day. Oh, dude. That, just have those packets in your mouth just, all yeah. fucking day. All day. Or you, or you challenge your friends to eat as much as you can. Yeah. Do you know what we're talking about? There, there. No. Are, okay, so there's uh, packets. One is a lime packet. Yeah. It's uh, green <laughs> and white. And it's just a, a packet like uh, about what? Oh, the one you dip the white stick in? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. That's fun dip. Yeah, that's that's, that's uh, sweet. This is shit is sour yeah. and salty. It's like a packet about that size. How? What size is that? Like the size of a condom wrapper. It's, oh, perfect. That's perfect and it has a <laughs> teaspoon and it has a teaspoon of the stuff in it yeah it has a teaspoon of like the salt and there's there's two kinds right there's one of there's a just, lemon there's a lemon lime and, and then there's, there's like a chili chili yeah. and it's salty it's, it's salty just, so yeah. what you do is you like Sounds horrible you rip you rip a little part of the corner of the of the package off mm-hmm. uh, and then you just put it in your mouth and then you just suck on the package all fucking day, all day well that's what you do when you're a kid but if yeah. you're an adult <laughs> and you want Lucas, you put it like on the you, oh. you wet the rim of a Corona and put it on the Corona side. Mm. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like lemon and salt that makes put sense. together. Dude, yeah. you took me back right there, hey, man. Right. That's that's like a little league practice, man. We just fucking <laughs> oh, do bad and shit. I'm gonna get PETA after us right now, but uh, d- tell me if you ever did this when you were uh, playing little league. Okay. Uh, okay, so like you know how there was like multiple games, and then you play with your friends that were on the other team and stuff afterwards. Right. You know the big part. Uh-huh. Um. Camacho Park. Yes, Camacho Park. There's a whole crap ton of like little frogs being born every day. Do you remember it looking like the grass would be hopping every once yes, in a while? Yes, yes, yes. Just a lot of little frogs. Right. We used to get like the big, large soda cups, fill them up with the baby frogs, and then pitch them at each other and hit them with bats. Oh my god! <laughs> and I never thought that was so terrible until like thinking back and. Like... Oh my god! <laughs> You're, yeah, you fucking hit that shit. <laughs> Wow, dude! No, I never. Do you remember doing that? No, that's fucking so horrible. That is some evil. 
<laughs> Dennis the Menace. The, shit, right? the yeah, only man. shit that I ever did, like to animals to torment them or whatever, was um, I mean, I'm sure everybody's done this where you pour salt on the snail and watch them die. Watch them die. So funny. Watch them disappear. Anyways, why the hell does that happen? That's just like. Isn't because of the slimy, I need, I need, they're wet. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not just a blob of water right. that gets absorbed by salt. Right. But have you seen like the cartoons that they make fun of that shit, where like the uh, snail yeah. like accidentally touches a piece of salt, and they fucking start yelling like <laughs> they got shot. Yeah. <laughs> or um, I guess you could put a clam or an oyster. A cl- like, yeah. yeah, you put a clam on the table. Put salt around it, and it'll stick it. It'll stick itself out like a tongue yep. from the clam, and like eat it. Oh, really? So you can feed a clam salt. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It, look it up on YouTube. We gotta we'll, try. We'll that find out. it. We'll find it right yeah. now. Look it up. First, you got the Dorito sour cream challenge. Right. Number. Okay. So what we're gonna do right now is we're gonna take <laughs> first a break, first. and Isaiah will do the news when we come back. You can find us on Facebook, but if you want to be part of our conversation, you can email us your questions and comments to podcast at lnems.com or follow us on Twitter at Late Night EMS. Also, visit our website lnems.com or latenightearlymorningshow.com. There you'll find pictures, links to our topics, and the shortcuts to subscribe to our show on your mobile devices. Uh, sorry, I teased something and I forgot to put it in. Is the whole Doritos and sour cream thing. Uh, so we wanted to still kind of do it and uh, talk about it really quick. So uh, I had Rico eat Doritos and sour cream on break. So what do you think about it? It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That's all I get? Okay, you cut. <laughs> You're gonna have this big old fucking description about what it is. That's it. It's pretty good. Yeah, my argument was that it was uh, flavor overload, but uh, the flavor was contained. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> All right. Cool. Good night. <laughs> and now, the man that thinks he knows everything, but knows everything about nothing. Your broadcasting legend, Isaiah Pacheco. What's up, everybody? It's Isaiah Pacheco with the news. Uh, today, we're going to do it a little different. We already did the the new segment, and we're going to edit this in. Right. So, from here, we'll cut to a random conversation that turns into the news. Fuck <laughs> it, fucking magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other night? Yeah. Uh, it was pretty cool. Are you, are you into the basketball season? You know what? I don't, I don't follow college basketball the way I did as a as a youngster. But yeah, me neither. Yeah, it's just because I hate it. You know, there aren't players staying around in college the way they used to. Yeah. So um. You want to speak on that really quick with the microphone in your mouth? Um. Are we, are we going to talk about the the law, the new law? About what? The new law about the, what? The, the well, one, them the one allowing them to you, you become union. Who? Oh, Northwestern College uh, players. No, I don't know enough about that to speak on it, to be honest. But um, I barely learned about this, about the one and done rule. Yeah. Because they, they told me, uh, Angelo and the guys told me about the one and done rule when it What's comes that? to, go for it, low. So the uh, the one and done is a rule that, or the one and done rule is what they refer to it as. But basically what it's referring to is the NBA doesn't allow uh, kids to come directly from high school into the NBA. There has to be a right. one-year separation from the point that they graduate to the point that they enter the NBA. 
and kids have the oh. option of either going to college um, or going to a prep school or going and playing overseas in which they can play professionally and get paid and yeah. all of that. So what's hap- what's been happening since that rule went into effect is that kids who typically would have come from high school into the NBA are going to college for one year. But the college basketball season is in the first semester that they get there. So they're literally in school, some of these kids, for one semester. They play basketball, and then they leave. Right. And one of the issues that the NBA is having is that the NBA game just isn't as good as it used to be. Is this post-LeBron? This is post-LeBron, yeah. And that, and that's one of the reasons they instituted it? Um, cases like LeBron were? I guess I guess there's a few reasons, but, but LeBron's – case would be one of them mm-hmm. um a lot Kobe. some of it yeah some of it had to do with the fact that there were kids who were who were entering the nba draft and they weren't being drafted and oh, once they yeah, decided to enter true. the draft they couldn't go to college right so then they sort of got lost in this sort yeah. of i'm gonna go you play international life and they yeah they just you know they got bad advice they screwed up their 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 situation by making a yeah. bad choice and and so it just became a, a clusterfuck of different things that people were trying to deal with and overcome and so now there's a strong push towards the NBA saying, you know what, there's going to be a two-year or three-year minimum so that these kids can mature, they can become better basketball I, players. I get that, but on the other hand, I think that for a country to state that someone who's old enough to work, uh-huh. 18, uh-huh. they're saying you cannot participate in this profession because for what uh, arbitrary reason right i that doesn't happen in any other profession well what they're i mean in this case the nba is looking at the impact on the game and and whether or not the game itself is improving or declining and at this point it's declining well ultimately it should be based on the quality of the player well, this is an this is an organization who has the right to create the rules that they want to govern their organization. So if they say, it's just like a company. If they say, hey, we we won't hire anyone unless no they have a college. No other company can put like a age restriction like that on their workers. Every company so. can. No, I mean, there's a law that says you can't work before the age of. Well, obviously, child laws, child but labor nothing. Laws. You get if you're following child labor laws. There's no other company that can say, oh, you have to be 21 or 30 to well, work yeah, here. You well, have to be 21 to work in bars. Right. There's Well, that's that's because there's a law against drinking, but But like you have to be a US citizen to work for a government organization. You have to there's there's all sorts of rules and and regulations that organizations have well, the actually authority. Actually, you don't, to. but I but you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's things that you have to go through. If you're not a citizen, there you can't just say, "Oh, I'm going to apply for the FBI." And go get a job. Like, that's just not going to happen. So there's there's different rules and, and restrictions that different organizations and, and business entities can sort of enforce to protect themselves. Yeah, and, but and I so still I think s- it's very limited. Like, you cannot tell any other profession. You can't say, oh, you got to do. Okay, so, like, um, I don't know this. That's why I'm asking. But, like, a president, can an 18-year-old be a president if they vote them in? Must be that's a good 35, point. I think. 35. Yeah. Okay, so that's... That's well, the that's, only... That's young. That is young. Shit, I'm Hold almost on. there. Hold on. It, might be, it might be older. Right, That's but... the only restriction that I know of by age on a profession. On but, like, the NFL does basically the same thing. They, they put an age 
minimum Is there age. a limit on senators 35. or congressmen, too? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, a 35? it's lower. But the NFL requires that, that you bullshit. be three years. There, there shouldn't be a limit at all. I, I personally agree with, with them taking some action. Oh, no, I'm talking about the, the congressman stuff. Oh. But what were you saying about NFL? Go ahead. So the NFL requires that you be in college for three years or that you play in some lower level class for at least three years before you can enter the, the NFL. And part of the reason why is because your body just hasn't developed enough That's what I was just gonna say. for you to enter into a league like yeah. that. But, that going to but shouldn't, they, shouldn't that be uh, proved on the field? I mean, maybe well, there's the, some what are the, what are the 18-year-olds that it? have uh, the body of they're, for one, they're few and far between, but what is the ultimate consequence if they're wrong and someone enters the league at 19 years old and gets seriously hurt? Well, what's the what ultimate con- consequence if that person gets seriously hurt playing college and not making any money at all? It doesn't have. It doesn't fall on the NFL. Hmm? It doesn't fall on the NFL. It falls on the, the student and the college. But it and falls so the on NFL the, has to protect its organization, not the NCAA or the player. It's, it's a business. It's running. But a, you're talking about the NFL as a organization. Right. What about the rights of the people who play they have their rights but in order to play and participate in this no you're restricting their ability to make money no you're not you're enforcing a, an, a rule that's part of your organization which is restricting your ability to make money and which falls on most minorities actually since <laughs> since most minorities are athletes so you're saying that a I'm saying if I'm good kid, enough as an 18-year-old, why can't you go in? I should be able to play if I make the team. Period. And what's your argument against allowing a person who has the physical talents, mental capabilities? My, my argument isn't against the individual who has the talents. My argument is in favor of the league promoting a system that will benefit all p- parties involved. In this case, it'll benefit the, the young kid, 17, 18, 19 years old. They'll be allowed to go either make pr- money playing professionally overseas or get an education. It'll uh, allow the league to grow and develop at a healthier in a healthier way. But you're not going to make the money you would have made by get, actually joining con- the league. But you're asking a league to control every aspect of the situation. But That's on impossible. The, on the flip side, too, what if, what if uh, uh, say, an NCAA, NCAA player, right, is going to go into the draft at 18, mm-hmm. okay, and they're not as developed as a player. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying as far as – It didn't as, hurt uh, LeBron at all. Right. We're but, talking about the best player in yeah, the world, though. Let's, that's, <laughs> but I know, but let's, still – Let's talk but, about the other 500 players then who they are they not LeBron. make it. They just won't make it. And so, then, what, so what happens to them? But what if they would have made it if they had they stayed in college for three exactly. years and developed their game? That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking more along the lines. I'm line. saying that if they don't make it, let them go to college. No, but that's that's the point is that you're saying that it should be no rules and no enforcement of any regulation. Everyone should have the freedom to do whatever they want. And that just simply I'm cannot I'm saying if you possible. can do the job, don't put an arbitrary restriction on it. A person's ability so to make money. So you're saying like you would have restricted LeBron and Kobe from going in when they went in. No, there wasn't any restriction. When That's they, what I'm saying. But if the ha- is there actually is there, there was a high school, you you couldn't. You have to be 18 when I, they went in, or no? I don't think so because I think Kobe got drafted at 17, and I know Andrew Bynum got drafted at 17, and he was the last class. Yeah, so I don't know what the restriction was. I thought there was something though before. There, there may have been, but I know Andrew Bynum Probably was like seventeen years old. Eighteen, like if you're seventeen with parents' permission, mm-hmm. maybe something like yeah. that. 
But when you when you talk about a business and and how you can join the military, the NBA too, is, is choosing to run <laughs> its organization. The they they're reckon, they recognize that the quality of their product is not where it should be. And part of the reason why is because kids are coming to the league who are very talented then but don't, don't understand the then game. Then don't put them on a team if if they. So what's if, the other option? Don't put them on a team. Just pick the best players, like every profession does. So you're saying that you pick the most talented people. Tell the other people to find something else to do. Right, and so so you're, you're saying that if somebody enters in the draft, I'm and saying age is get, arbitrary get, and doesn't get drafted, they should be allowed to go back to college. Yeah. But I think it's just minority bias because you don't see this restriction in the USTA with the tennis or golf. You can join the uh, tennis when you're like pro leagues when you're like 13. Yeah, true. Why, but- why would football be – why should football or any other sport be different? Well, if, if pulling – people in at that young of age isn't hurting their product like uh the ncaa if it's hurting the product then don't yeah bring the players don't but you're now you're arguing both sides (laughs) don't sign them to a contract if it's hurting your product that's, that's the point is that kids are making bad choices and choosing to go to the nba but they're not being no one's forcing those teams to sign those players and they're not signing them so now these kids who chose to go to the nba are rejecting college opportunities, but and they're doing it by the dozens, by the hundreds. Mm-hmm. So now, now, now at does 19... college have a, a restriction? Yes. Like if you go to the NBA yes. or draft, you cannot come yes. back. So then they're fucking themselves. So they're so they're screwing right. themselves. Right, I'm saying over. there shouldn't the NCAA shouldn't even have that restriction. But there's no way that you would be able to run your organization properly, functionally, if they didn't. These kids have to sign up for school. They have to enroll in school. They have to determine where they're going to go what on scholarships. What does that have to do, though, with the success of your organization in terms of how that person performs on the field? Well, we're talking about two as two different aspects of the business. There's one kid being talented enough to do whatever it is, playing the NBA, playing in the NFL, all that sort of stuff. And then we're talking about the aspect of running an organization, whether it be the NCAA, NFL, NBA, whatever. So... While these organizations are trying to run themselves most effectively, they have players who are basing their futures on the decisions that they make as 18-year-old kids. Right. Many of them are making the wrong decisions. Then you tell them, you're making a wrong decision. We're not signing you. You, you can't, but that's what they're doing, and now their future is screwed up. But they're doing the it NCAA, for arbitrary, it's just everyone, instead of looking at the talents and the mental capability of the players i'm sorry but the, but all of that all of that is arbitrary because to evaluate a 17 year old kid doesn't really give you knowledge on what they're going to be That's at 24 job years to evaluate talent right but it, what they're saying is is we've done a, as much of an evaluation as we can but we're determining that you can't this say is, every 18 year old doesn't have the capabilities to play that's not NFL. what they're that's, that's, that's not what they're that's what, in essence, they're saying. We're saying no. They're saying that there are a lot of eighteen-year-olds that are making bad decisions, and for one, the safety of them, the protection of the game and our product, and for the proper running of this organization, we have to put restrictions in place. They could just do that by not signing the players who. So what does but, the player but the, do? But the the like the NCAA, mm-hmm. yes, they could not. I mean, not the NCAA, the NBA, NFL, a, a, NBA, yeah. could, could not. 
could say, yeah, we're not going to do this to you. We're not going to gonna, you. We're not gonna draft you. You're not going to give you money? Yeah. Well, we're, we're not, we're not going to take you because you're not developed. Right. And then, That's and then, fine. Yeah, but then, but then, yes, I understand what you're saying, that the college shouldn't have that rule either, but they do. So you're saying to take off that rule, but then what? What? What's gonna happen to this person? Is gonna go back? Gonna go back to college and then say, "Oh, I'm gonna try again, go again, and then get dumped again." Oh, I'm gonna go back. You know what that I mean? That happens so all the time. In what? That's everything. That's not, in life. But that's not effective business. <laughs> that's because not, because like, what if what if the college doesn't business, want them anymore? So they're gonna have to go play for another college. Well, the college can make that determination. They do that every. They do that now. If a player is not good enough, they don't make the team. No, 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 no. When you're talking about scholarship athletes, if they're not, not a, good enough, not a, their scholarship they, goes away. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. That if you're scholarship, a scholarship is not guaranteed. The, unless you get hurt and are physically unable to perform and, and fulfill on your obligation. If you get cut from the team. That scholarship is no longer. But in there's no. If you leave the team, that scholarship is no longer. Yeah, in effect. but you have to violate some sort of rule or 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 law in order for that to happen. If you get signed as a, a incoming freshman, you may never play a single minute. But they cannot revoke your scholarship. That's it's only year to year. Oh, yes, that, they can. No, they cannot. But they're only year to year too. Right. I it's, mean, the, the contracts are year to year. Yeah, you can't. That that came up if during you, the. If you don't um, perform. The next year, you're you. They can cut you from the team, and you we're lose gonna, your we're scholarship. We're gonna have to look that one up because I've never heard look of that, that one before. Up. No, I, okay, yeah, I'll look it up right now. What I was gonna say is that there's a in that Northwestern decision. That's one of the things that they were saying is that those contracts right. are year to year. So your scholarship is year to year. Uh, what well, happens? Well, hold the, on. What happens to? But what happens to the the student if they say, "Hey, man, you got a full ride all four years." You know what I mean? And yeah, you have to pay. You have to find a way to pay your right. tuition if you leave the team. So you're saying that that when they offer you a scholarship, it's based on what performance? Performance. If that's gone, that's why the the ruling last week is huge because they're saying since you're putting that restriction on, then these are employees and these players have a right to unionize. That's what the Northwestern thing was. Right. Now, what's putting, the whole... Putting what restriction on? They, uh, this is a case that uh, at Northwestern where they um, they said these players who are on scholarship are technically employees because of the money you're giving them for a scholarship and the fact it's based on performance, whether you keep the scholarship so that makes them employees. Therefore, they have a right to form a union. And thus, when you form a union, you can ask for pay. This, you can ask for benefits. This is how Northwestern was controlling the players' lives and how they won their uh, case. Freshman and sophomore football players are required to live in dorms and upperclassmen living off campus have to submit their leases to uh, Fitzgerald, which I'm assuming is the manager or coach or whatever, for approval. The uh, athletic department must approve any outside employment and and monitors their work. Players are required to give detailed information about their cars to the athletic department. Players are restricted from what they can and cannot post on the internet. Uh, players cannot profit off of their likeness or image. Yeah, they can't so basically, make money off signing footballs or anything. Yeah, or if they're in a video game, right? they can't get... So you're restricting a person's ability to leave earn. poverty, basically, because you're saying you can't make money 
here in for, college. Right. What else is it saying, Isaiah? Oh, year round they're required to give about fifty hours a week to football as well. Fifty hours a week—that's a damn. That's a lot. <laughs> round, but round wait a minute, what is it? But I, there are scholarships that are four-year scholarships. Boy, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find. Well, that there's out still. like I already academic have that up. That was scholarships one of that I'm not going to say anymore because of this. we just talked about it. Okay, yes. well we can continue. We continue <laughs> just talking, and I'll. I'll there's academic it. scholarships. Right, right. No, I know that, but is it? And I, even that's performance based. If you. If you get Screw below like school, a 3.5 yeah. or whatever, it's revoked. Well, some. I don't know, man. That we were when, in this con- this talk that we were having yesterday. It seems like, as far as when you're looking at it from the MBA's point of view and the product, I I kind of well because like they were giving a, a, a example of Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan went to uh, North Carolina North four Carolina years. Four years. I wonder at what he would have been able to do had he not done that and gone directly into the draft that you're saying he wouldn't even been a bigger star no we're saying that there's a chance that he would have never been here you go you got lebron you got kobe yeah there's there's going to be outliers no matter in every sort of walk of life right there's going to be the lebrons but for every lebron there's 500 other guys that you've never heard about well that's natural selection the most talent and what people succeed, but what what the, the orga, other guys what go the league, home. But the league is built on the a, a collection of people. The league is not built on LeBron James and twelve other people like LeBron James. It on pretty the much is. But there's but you don't have a team full of LeBron James. You only have one, right? So the league is saying, in order for our product to be the best product, we we're going to put an arbitrary restriction on. Who can join the league? No, we're going to require more development of these players in order before they can join the league. Who says you're not getting the just as good as development in history, high school? History has shown that the history development shows of these players. LeBron, Kobe, Michael, can succeed. Michael Jordan, Patrick Ewing, Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon, David Robinson, and all of but these you, other players. You didn't, but you don't know if they wouldn't have succeeded. If we don't, but we know that based on today's level of play and the NBA's history of play, the product itself, the game itself I was think played LeBron at a higher level. LeBron and Kobe level. shows that you're you, using you, an outlier to to, but to outlier become to be the collective, and it's not the case. Has to be the case because it's not, but it's not the case. Because you're the saying 1%. no one is allowed, so I'm, you're not going to let a LeBron or Kobe succeed. No, we're or saying that they have the. They, we're saying that they have just as much of an opportunity to succeed after two or three years of college as Michael Jordan did after two and three years of college. That's arbitrary. They could have been making ten, ten no. million each year for those three years okay. that they were in college. Well, for one, there's, You're a, there's a cap on how much they can make. Their earning potential Not, in life. Arbitrarily, no, I think, I think we're running the, an organization. If they want to make money, they can go play internationally. But in order to play in this organization, that's a bad organization. If you're saying, but they got, we're the gonna power. put an arbitrary restriction. So what if what if what if there was products what that if that developers Facebook were said, making, and and they were saying we want to submit this to Google, and it's a shitty product, and people that downloaded it got viruses, and it ruined their materials, and it ruined the product and Google's name. Then you're you thinking don't release that Google- bad products. You don't sign bad players. You evaluate whether a player like LeBron will succeed, and or based not. on their evaluations of these players who are coming into the league at 
underdeveloped. Do you think experience. LeBron was underdeveloped? Yes. Devon, <laughs> De, LeBron James was. LeBron succeeded is, almost immediately. But he was underdeveloped as a well, basketball every player. Players but underdeveloped that, that, before they get in the league. Isn't that that's self, self? That's gonna want, happen. I don't want to say anyway. self actualization, but it. What we don't know what the potential of LeBron James could have been had he stayed in college for four years. What if he could have been even better than what he is? What now? if he got right, hurt? You could you could make right. Arbit- what if he got hurt? I mean, there's there's you could make any kind of argument that right. That's why it's it's sort of irres- it's irresponsible to no base your argument on for, one single player because no we're talking about the, for, potentially the best player in the, in the entire world. Well, he is right now, but the best player ever potentially. Yeah. When there's literally hundreds if not thousands of players who have attempted to do the same thing and cost themselves and cost the league that, oh, what is it saying Isaiah do you have something that, that, does yeah. that mean that you should hurt LeBron's earning potential We're, they're not hurting LeBron's earning potential they're saying you cannot play on this team in this for three years where you he would easily make be making 15 million so then you're saying that he can go internationally year. and make that same money no why not that's international. That's not here. So he's not going to make that same amount of money internationally. Because they make millions is, of dollars in China. They make millions of dollars in not Europe. as much as the NBA. Yeah, but you're not. But I mean, you're, you're still take. You're still putting money in their pocket. You're not taking money out. You're you're not putting any money in their pocket. If they other play, countries if, are right, right that don't have these arbitrary stupid rules. Mm-hmm. What does it say, Isaiah? All right. It says uh, athletic scholarships are limited to one year by NCAA rule. If, however, a university does not wish to renew, uh, they need to, or if they want to reduce the athletic scholarship, there are certain rules to doing that. The university mm-hmm. must notify the student, athlete of writing of the decision, and provide an opportunity for a hearing. In hearing? Uh, a hearing. Oh, hearing. In addition, the university must provide the student athlete with all pertinent deadlines and procedures governing such hearings. The only right the student has is if they don't do this is to request it by email. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> it's just and cancellation during the academic year. Uh, the university the university cannot arbitrarily decide to cut the student athlete scholarship during the school year. So once they're signed on, they get the whole scholarship unless they become ineligible. I'm assuming by grades fraudulently. Mis- fraudulently misrepresents any information on a university document or voluntarily withdraws from the team. Exactly. How much was LeBron making his first three years? He, he was the number one draft pick overall, right? The number one draft pick overall. So he had to have been making $10 million No, there's a cap on a how year. much. You, there's, a, there's a cap Back on the number. Back then there was? I'm pretty sure. I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure there's a cap on. Because uh, every, every position pick is slotted at a certain point. And you get a certain number of years if you're oh, yeah, like the NFL. So there's there's slots. But there's in still millions that he's you're but, saying but, but LeBron you James have no made, right to make because you're eighteen. We're saying you have every right to make by going that's, by choosing other means. No, LeBron James got a a hundred and eighty million dollar <laughs> other means. I, saying I we're I, not letting you do it. I understand. Yeah, what I, I'm you're with saying. Rico on this argument. I, I understand you're what you're saying. saying though. It's it's because when they're in college, um, it, the only chance that somebody might have to get out of their poverty, uh, poverty or ways of living that is unsafe, and you know all that kind of stuff is to start making money based on their talent. And if their only way to make money off of that talent 
is being restricted by a college, say a scholarship or, you know, that they can't profit off of whatever they might be doing with their skill in the college level that you're putting this like what uh, if someone's restriction on them because you're not allowing them to go over to but on the same sense a scholarship that if you have the skills in order to be able to go into the NCAA mm-hmm. but isn't a scholarship actually money for you in the sense of you're right, getting right. The education you know but that's why they're yeah but you also you're also kind of forced employees. to take a non-rigorous um, degree path because you have to devote so much time to 50 the sport. hours a week Oh, yeah. I, I know what you mean because you're, you're and you're getting... and you're making the school money more money than they're reimbursing. Yeah, you. No. and they're making a shitload of money. So, so a shitload. So you would be okay if it sounds like. <clears throat> who do you have more of a problem with? Do you have more of a problem with the NBA having a restriction that it's a one and done kind of thing, or maybe potentially putting it more than I mean, one I year? Understand. I think it's an you, NBA or problem. Do have, or do you have a, a problem <laughs> with the colleges not? paying the players that they're making so much money off of because if you if you pay the players in the college then you're not taking money out of their hands i mean you might be taking money money out of their hands about the total gross that they could be making if they were to go to the nba but they might not be make what if they can make more money if they just accept what's going on at the college level and accept what they're getting paid for then move into the, the draft rather than having them go just when they're 18 and they, you know what I mean? Because like, if, if you're not good enough at 18 and you're offered less money in the draft, if you were to go develop at a college, then come back, then you're you might be worth more to the NBA. But what? Right. But, that, they, but that doesn't matter. Though. The point the point that he's just making is that if you just let's say college is not really an option for you, you you just can't do college, or well, you don't want to. So now you're stuck waiting you're waiting free. for a role that the NBA is right. making you adhere to just because. So it's a one and done. They're trying to promote. What if what someone said, Bill Gates, you can't start Microsoft. You have to be 18. And he was intelligent enough to do it when he was 16. No, nah, I understand what you're saying. But what is Charles? what did Charles Barkley say about this? And do you it know what hurts Charles minorities more than anyone else. Because the, the presidents of the universities, all the alumni, they're making money. The coaches are making money. Not the minority players. I agree with the... I I personally think that the league, the NFL... I mean, sorry. Uh, well, even the NFL would benefit... It still benefit if they were to go to college and develop. I think that... The, oh, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it develop and you have a better product. But uh, the problem that I have is not the one and done or the two or even three years staying in college. I see it as a college problem that the college should not put so much restriction on them they probably should be allowed to pay them some sort of something because of how much money they're pulling in and that's all about recruiting and nba does recruiting why does the nba do recruiting to get the best talent to don't mascots make money (laughs) i don't know i think mascots i think mascots (laughs) actually get paid money for colleges yeah Uh, on top of on top of free tuition (laughs) not cheerleaders though well, you know, you know, because you tried out for the Chilean <laughs> team or what? All right. Well, what do you? What else? Or do you want to continue talking about this, or can we move no, on? No, we can move on. Okay. Okay. So we're going to what uh, Rico had brought up. Uh, Steven Seagal defends his good buddy and pal, uh, Putin. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Steven Seagal is defending on one, what? The leader of Russia. He's defending Vladimir Putin. Who? Who is? I'm sorry, Steven Seagal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Steven Seagal. Right? Well, I was worried because I didn't have his headphones on. His, <laughs> his cans is what we call him in the industry. Gotcha. But go on. All right. So 
Steven Seagal calls what uh, our policy decisions are, or Obama's policy decisions are, um, with uh, him strengthening sanctions sanctions on Russia and whatnot. He's he is so against it that he is defending Putin and saying all that Putin is is doing is defending. Uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, justice. Okay. So. He even says uh, well, I, I, he, might, he wants to become a Russian citizen. But yeah, that's sort of vague. What, what policies? What policy decisions specifically? Are there any specifics? Well, he he he's against the fact that uh, um, the U.S. put sanctions on the Russians for taking over Crimea uh-huh. and sending the military to Crimea, hmm. and so he's like, they had all the full rights to take over that country, and he the U.S. shouldn't. Uh, argue against that so he's mad because we're meddling in other people's business no particularly in russia i'm sure if uh it was, why is he so i'm sure he's not against afghanistan or but why russia yeah. does it say he's friends with putin and um like real friends with him. like he's real yeah. friends with putin like yeah. for real Steven Seagal. They still think he is Steven Seagal is popular here. So Steven Seagal <laughs> in Russia, they still think <laughs> that's funny. So him and Steven Seagal have a newly built sports complex in Moscow as part to push as part of a push for a more rigorous physical training <laughs> a program for school children. So he's a which Michelle Obama like, of <laughs> Russia. Which sounds like a way to make soldiers from the the <laughs> playground. And <laughs> Uh, hold Universal on. Yeah, it soldiers. says it says uh, Steven Seagal is a self-identified Republican uh, on a English-speaking Russian news channel. He comment he condemned the Obama's administration policy on the crisis. He labeled it idiotic and didn't rule out the eventual filing for citizenship <laughs> in Russia. So I'm assuming that's probably what the interviewer probably asked him: like, would, would you want to become a, uh, a Russian citizen? And he just said, "Well, I'm not ruling it out." And okay, your voice sounds awesome, Isaiah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll just wrap this up. Uh, Seagull's stance from the author of this Daily News article. Uh, Seagull's stance certainly does not echo that of his own country's government. The U.S. Senate Thursday approved a bill calling for one billion in loans to Ukraine and giving the president power to impose stricter sanctions on Russia. But so, he's welcome to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I, him and Dennis Rodman can go butt fucking yeah. for all I care. <laughs> him and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Someone said uh, we have a amazing spy system with uh, Steven Seagal and Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Dennis <Yep>. Rodman. <laughs> we just end over actors. <laughs> and Washed players. up. Uh, <laughs> That's why their movies suck so much because they were getting trained to be like these super spies <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Can't remember my lines. Oh, uh, I was going to get into. The uh, resolution between Obama and uh, Putin, but I, the truth is I just don't know enough about it as I'm reading it. Um, but there, know. but there is there was a recent phone call from uh, Putin to Obama, and that's for them to meet up. Uh, both the uh, Russian news like... outlets and American outlets are saying different things about what was said by each party, but the only thing that they do agree on is that they will meet in person and talk about yeah, I think what's he, going on. I think what's happening is they're amassing troops. Near the eastern Ukraine border, so yes, there's a yes. They've uh, rallied up to fifty thousand. There's fifty thousand troops right. right now on the border, and I so don't. it's like a threat where they can say 
will pull back if you do these certain things. Mm-hmm. He's definitely using it as leverage in some way. Right. So they haven't invaded in yet, or have they started? To? No, yeah, they're soldiers. They invaded uh, Crimea. And they yeah. took it over. Took that over. How, Which I didn't know. That's that's Russian-speaking Ukraine territory. I didn't know that. That's Russian-speaking Ukraine territory. Okay. Yeah. But did they... Okay. This might fucking sound retarded. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't care. Did they kill anybody? Yes. In the process of no. taking it over? Oh, no, no, no. Well, no, yeah, I know, I I know people know. died over there, but yeah. I'm saying like, then how, how the fuck can you take over a country so easy? Like, this is mine now. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, really no, I think it's like flexing muscle. Because yeah. uh, right. people just, there are uh, sympathetic to the Soviets. I mean, the, yes, the there, there's actually like, yeah, there's people that are just all about Russia in that area. Right. They don't care. They allow the soldiers that, to come over. Th- that's why they said 95, they took a vote. 95% of uh, right. that area wanted Russia to take over. Right. 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 That's the joke that Jimmy Fallon said where he's oh, like these are the people that uh, voted but it's all Putin just putting like uh, wigs and, and, yeah. <laughs> and mustaches and shit <laughs> so yeah that's fantastic okay and last story short short but sweet news segment um do you guys know what Oculus Rift is yeah the VR yeah, virtual reality, virtual reality it's it. goggles. Oh, is it that what like Facebook sensors. just bought? Yeah, Facebook bought it for $2 billion, and they're people are spending pissed. money head over why, why are people pissed? Yeah, and their stock's down. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Even, even more after this. Like shareholder people or just general check, public? So check this out. Oculus got started as a Kickstarter project, so a whole bunch of people helped, uh, Put money. Ha- helped fund this. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. get it going. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna donate money. Right. But yeah. technically, it's not like hundred dollars oh. for a T-shirt kind of shit. You know, right, like where right. they just yeah. were giving money to try to get the project going, so then they could one day, you know, get a deal back on it. Yeah. But Kick, then Kickstarter is a capital earning uh, system. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. So is this the but first... you don't technically become like a shareholder of that. No, no, no. no you, you're, you're just helping them fund the project. Yeah. So, so seed they, money. And yeah, they, and they'll give you like a whatever, the, whatever or... the deal is. That's a contract. Then that's the contract. Hey, yeah. if you give me a hundred bucks, I'm gonna give you this T-shirt. But, you bought a hundred dollar T-shirt. But this is but the... some are uh, arguing uh, that they want a piece of that two billion. That's I, I don't, don't think so. I don't. I don't agree with that. I don't agree. But with I do agree with people being mad that they put money towards something to be built and it's not complete yet and their fear is that it won't ever be available to the public i have that i have no fear of that wait what it's almost complete that. anyway so i don't wait think. so I, you're saying I, that they I, raise you're saying facebook would spend that money and kill it my prediction is that but they, they have that much money that my, was two billion to them my prediction <laughs> is that they're doing it to acquire patents in some way oh in order to compete with google glass or to keep google glass down down but because they are because they are Oculus in computer Rift spaces. only has one single patent, and so it's not. It's not that you're saying. So it wouldn't be that. Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. But still, it's so, to keep Google out of the out of the picture too, because Google would have taken go, that over. Can we go back to why people but are it's, upset? But it's very like, different. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Google I want to go glass. back to that too. Well, why why are people are upset because a project didn't get Facebook. finished? Everyone hates Facebook. Uh, I'm not. Well, that can't be why there's an uproar over it. Yeah, well, well, they, they, they said they expected they there to be negative. like an independent company, and people were getting to it and like, oh, this is underdog trying to come up. Come up. Got you. So it's and like selling you, out to the man. Right, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they, they expected. Sorry. So the Oculus um, media, marketers, whatever, they, whoever it was that was, you know, trying to figure out how people would react to this, they were saying that they assumed all the big core fans and the people that contributed to it were going to be pissed. They went ahead and sold anyway. 
what they didn't realize is that there was going to be a huge outcry from the, all the other people right. that and the also de- don't like and Facebook. And the developers. Yeah. Oh, the developers are pissed too? One, well, the guy who made Minecraft canceled. The, he was going to make one for the Oculus. Oh, that would have been a perfect game for fucking Minecraft. And he can, he says, no, I'm canceling this. <laughs> canceling this bitch. Yeah. yeah. He probably tried to. He's kind of like a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he complains about like Microsoft and then he'll eventually put the game on that platform. He'll complain about, oh, this company for... He's just really vocal to his community, right? Well, the community is huge, too. Because it's one video game, and like within one year of it being built, it just Have you guys played such Minecraft? a huge following. Nah. I don't play games. I, I, <laughs> I don't like I, I know, I know the game, but I've never played it. So just I, so you know what the game's get, like? I don't uh, get it. No, I don't, I don't play, dude. I don't play. Even when, <laughs> even when, even when I was in elementary school, I didn't go to recess because I didn't play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You were talking right. to the teacher? Yeah. So, <laughs> the, the, the game is so basically a way to play with Legos yeah. on your computer. You build up a world, but then there's like other systems in it. Oh, that's the hill. Pantons? Like Lego kind of. Yeah. Adam Carolla had a, had a event this 27th that just passed two days ago or something like that about the patent trolls. That are trying or that are suing him because of the podcast. That's what. Uh, what? Right. Well, who's there, suing him? There's people that are suing Adam Carolla out of Texas, saying that they have this patent that um, Adam Carolla is abusing with the way he distributes his podcast. So we would be in jeopardy of that too. And that's Adam Carolla's whole beef. I've said this before on the podcast that um, when you said talked about about buying up patents, maybe that was something. That's why yeah. it clicked. But. Um, that uh, it's just a patent is structured in a way that every they even sued iTunes and won, but but they the, won? the only reason they why settled. they settled, they settled, they settled yes, because they it was going to cost them too much. Well, yeah. Adam Carolla wow. is saying that they sued iTunes. Oh, I now, remember now that. they're coming after me, and I'm going to stop it. So he's actually uh, having a fund anything campaign to help support for the legal defense against the patent trolls in. Texas. He's trying to get it moved to California to get it out of Texas because it's a whole thing that. It, yeah, it's like yeah. when when you're like getting divorced, you'd want it to be in Texas because they're going to side with the male. Yeah. Kind exactly, of thing. exactly, yeah. exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think Anybody, there's federal le- legislation that people are working on for patent. Trolls. Yeah, they they got to get that shit done quick. But, yeah, Obama uh, said. Cause it's cause, quite a few things about reforming patent. Law, yeah, because it's stupid. Because I mean, then because Adam Carolla no is specifics. saying like, well, if they get me, then anybody that wants to do a podcast is going to be fucked right, because right. you're not going to be able to do it if they yeah. win. So, uh, with the current way things are, pretty much somebody could have patented. Okay, we're gonna a, we're gonna transmit communication between that's what between computers, and the internet would have never happened. Exactly. Right. Well, that's what it is. Because I've read the patent that they're that they're suing Adam Kroll on and it's just basically saying that um, a host which is you know a server or whatever houses the audio file that is distributed mm-hmm. that is distributed in a uh, order organized fashion that's basically all I said and like, that you're not gonna so fucking yeah. generic a, how can you allow a patent on exactly that? exactly yeah. but anyway so if anybody's listening because I haven't done it People I wanted to, I wanted to go to this uh, campaign that he had but I must I messed up my tone volleyball couldn't <laughs> walk that well and trying to spike and shit but uh, yeah. anybody that wants I'm gonna contribute to it anything that I can but anybody else that wants to help fight it you just uh, go to fundanything.com and you search uh, patent trolls and it'll come up with why is it called fund anything 
because fund, you can fund anything. anything. It's a it's a it's, website. It's like the Kickstarter, right? Yeah, now. yeah. It's a Kickstarter, oh. but with Kickstarter, there are guidelines that you have to follow in order to. Uh, oh, they you can, they you have can, other things, not just uh, right. This. No, like yeah. you can't start. You can't uh, for like um, Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. You can't um, start a business with it or something like that. There are restrictions that Kickstarter puts and what they'll fund. Fund mm-hmm. anything is just whatever you oh. want to try and fund. Indiegogo too. Oh. Indiegogo yeah. too is like a little so a that's, Kickstarter. That's not Adam Carolla's site. That's just a place he chose to, to put it on yeah, to, yeah. Uh, okay. so he, it's also how he got his movie funded too yeah really which yeah. movie it hit road hard, road hard, yeah. But right. it hasn't come out yet. Okay. It's in production. But it's kind of cool with the stuff that he comes up with. I wouldn't mind spending that money to like, like it was like uh, two hundred dollars to be on the set of the movie. And so nice. Oh yeah, like bad. yeah, he was selling basically like extra yeah, spots, yes. extra spots. So yeah. why not? And then everybody that donates a certain amount gets a, a executive producer, not executive producer, assistant. Are producer. you gonna do it? No, nah, that's already gone. I'm going to okay. contribute to the Fund Anything uh, Patent Trolls campaign, though. Because I have a there podcast. Needs to be fucking, there needs to be something that could be done but about I, that. I don't know. He needs. He said he needs like a million dollars. And the last time I heard, he was he was like maybe a hundred. No. Oh. So yeah. that's why. And they only put a certain amount of time on there that you can donate to. So you can get an okay there. lawyer for a hundred thousand. I don't know about to face the patent trolls. Not a fucking public defender. (laughs) (laughs) You good, brother? Yep. I wanted to say something. Totally forgot. Okay. (laughs) But it's okay. Because Night Stalkers don't quit. And I'm out. (laughs) All right, baby. So, um... Does anything? Does anybody else have anything to say? Does, are you into anything right now, Isaiah? Are you guys into anything like, like that you guys are fucking listening oh. to or watching? So, oh yes, please tell me. What I was gonna say is, <laughs> I started doing CrossFit, right? Oh shit, okay. Um, oh, not, shit. I'm not gonna like keep going <laughs> Thank, all crazy on thanks that. Thanks for making me feel bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. So I'm doing CrossFit, and when I did CrossFit before, I don't remember there being foam rollers. At, at the gym. Oh, yeah, dude. I got one right here. Yeah, and I did foam rolling for the first time. And, like, what I, I had, like, tendonitis rolling? in both legs and, like, all my knees. Mm-hmm. And it it's it's just because of having, like, tight muscles. And then mm-hmm. it makes your tendons rub against your bones. And then they get inflamed and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Okay, so doing those foam rollers. Take an aspirin. Yeah, that's what I should do. <laughs> but uh, those foam rollers, man, they, they hurt when you're rolling on them. But they feel so good. It What it does is it's kind of like. like you uh, just lay on, like. It's like a meat tenderizer for your body. Oh, you know, you know what we're talking about, right? Yeah, I know exactly. But, I, was, I was on one on Monday, as a matter of fact. Oh, I was on one so of those. Good. And you, can, and you can roll on Keep your back. Keep on talking. I'm gonna go pull mine out. <laughs> Wait, I'm and then done. I'll get the foam roller. I, I'm gonna be done right now. Wait, I'm gonna be done. I'm gonna be done. Um, but I where call I, but, a foam roller. Oh yeah, can you go get it over there? <laughs> Thank you. But where I was going with that is, okay. I just bought one for myself, a really nice one on Amazon.com. Oh. Uh-huh. And the way you get there is you go to lnems.com, oh. <laughs> click on our banner, yeah. and purchases like that will help out our podcast without costing you I'm going to go there anymore. right now. Hold on. Wait a minute. Is that what you texted me and said that you spent that much money on? That was a lot for a foam roller. I also, got a mem- I also bought a Prime membership, oh, so okay. I could get free shipping from, for right, the year. Right. But that was still... How much do they go for? A lot. Huh? Oh, uh, 50 bucks for the one that I got. So mine, what is it? So mine, I got the really long one, and that was 50 bucks. And it's got different textures on it. So I, mine has... Like it's like a PVC tube uh-huh. with foam on the outside of it, and the foam on Ooh, the outside you got a has a bunch foam. of different grooves in it, oh. so it can feel like different things on your on your muscles. And yeah. what, what does it do? What's it for? It uh, relaxes your uh, muscles. It's like a massage. It's yeah, like a yeah it like moves. It moves all the 
all the do you muscle do fibers exercises around. Exercises with it? No. Or, okay. This is, this is just. Simply, oh, actually, there there are exercises that they say you can do with it, and there's like a little like kit for it. Okay. But uh-huh. it's mostly just a therapeutic. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, uh, my my buddy's wife is actually a uh, a physical therapist, and mm-hmm. he's like, oh yeah, I've been using that forever. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I saw Greg, uh, the guy that was on the podcast, yeah. uh, not that long ago. He goes in the pavilions. Uh, I asked him to come today, but he was like, nah, I gotta go shooting today. Sorry. So I was like, mm. but I saw him in pavilions, sweaty, coming back from CrossFit. That's good though, dude. Like I, I, I wish I could do stuff like that. Speaking of CrossFit, I, I just did my first CrossFit workout last Monday. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. What, what did you, you just do a CrossFit workout, or did you go to a box? I, well, I went to the Valley CrossFit studio. Nice. nice. Um, how long? Did, how long did it? The take? workout was about an hour long. Oh, uh, what? Yeah, that was a long workout. Wait, or you mean yeah. you mean the you time it took you to get in and get workout? out? Um, I've been doing fifteen minute workouts. Yeah, 15, well, 20 minute the, workouts. The, yeah. the, the water, what? the water, the workout of the day was uh, didn't start until about six forty five. But I took a beginner class, and at the beginner class, uh, we okay. went through. These are the exercises we're going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Let me show you the proper movements, proper techniques. We're so you went to go a good one. You went we're going to go through them pretty mm-hmm. slowly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to pair up and all that sort of stuff. So about forty five minutes of the class was just going through different exercises learning how to do them properly right. and, all and then the last 15 minutes was really the workout of the day yeah so let me take out my let me take back what my criticism yes i am there an hour every time i go yes i'm only spending 18 15 to 18 minutes killing myself yeah, what right. do you do for 15 minutes killing so, yourself yeah you're killing yourself so like, so uh the, oh, re- the like really popular really high intensity so the really popular two ways of working out are uh amraps is one of them that stands for as many rounds as possible mm-hmm. so basically they'll give you like three exercises and the amount of repetitions you need to do of each one mm-hmm. and if you complete that complete set that's a round so an amrap is they'll give you 15 minutes and then you got to do it as many times as you can oh. and then you have a score Ooh. that you can like n- keep a note of and then oh. when you do it again you can see how much you improved Damn. is there any way that you can have negative time working out Cause that's how much time I don't I work like out. not having. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that it's not, it's not goal oriented. No, no, it's, it's totally goal oriented. Totally yeah, it's like, just you're competing against you just yourself go for 15 minutes. And I hate no, no, no. Co- you, but you're counting your rounds. I hate competing against score. myself because I always lose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, so like you and get win. So you get a score of the amount of rounds that you do, and that's your score, and that's what makes it competitive is the fact that you can go back and try to beat that score. I have to agree. I, that's competing against yourself. It is. But yeah, it, it is. That's what I said. Yeah, I know. It is competing against Wait, yourself. He said he was agreeing with me, so I just took it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I'm saying, is that that motivational, though? How is it? It, any, how it is really it, is, actually. I mean, it's, how is it any different from competing against someone? Like, there's either a time or there's a person or there's a number of reps or... You can you can form competition in a number of different ways. I right. just like that's and that's not the other way. The the other way is okay. the other way is you have a set number of reps you have to do of certain exercises. Right. I like that. And then your time is your score. Right. Yeah. So hold, there's two so there's two on. main ways that CrossFit mm. keeps I have, you competing I have a question yourself. for Angelo and Isaiah. Mm-hmm. This is the question. Uh, Angelo, you are a very fit gay. Uh, gay. Gay. <laughs> Yay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, and you have uh, played uh, football a lot. Tight ass. And you- <laughs> <laughs> I dig your quads. <laughs> you look like you got pineapple calves. Um, no. 
you've done a lot of exercising in your uh, past. Isaiah, you have done a lot of military exercising. Yeah. Or, you know, but <laughs> I was forced to. So here's my question to you, Isaiah. Please don't answer right now until I get done with the, all the questions. Is CrossFit the same and similar to a military workout? And Angelo, all the all the um, other kind of normal workouts that you've done, how does it compare to CrossFit? Go. CrossFit I, is becoming the way that you work out in the military. Go. Really? Mm-hmm. CrossFit is completely different than most other workouts and types of training that I've done in the past. But which one? Okay, so it, I, I've done... With let, Greg, let, me, let me tell you a little I, bit of philosophy about it. Okay, go ahead. Is it like CrossFit, insanity? CrossFit is, is to prepare you for the unknown. You're not specializing in anything. When you do, like, so I could do CrossFit for a year, mm-hmm. and then someone could say, um, you got to carry this over this wall and do this and do whatever. Like, it, it, it could just be anything, and right. I would be more prepared for that than somebody who has done nothing but football training and does those kind of exercises. I dig. I will never be a better football player from doing CrossFit, but I will be better I understand what you're saying, but being well-rounded, it just seems like a because the one class I did a lot of jerking around, which is, in my opinion, could potentially be more hurtful to your body if you're not doing it correctly. I mean, I know, oh, yeah, you, no, I, no. I know I, you can yeah. get hurt in any kind of uh, exercising, but I think you, I think there's more of a risk doing CrossFit because you're doing the kettlebells, you know, and how you're jerking it. CrossFit, CrossFit is dangerous. Right. It's especially dangerous if you if your instructors aren't very safety oriented. Right. And, and I think CrossFit is not is not for somebody like me to go and start doing right now because I think I need to work up to going to crossfit i agree start working that's that's actually what i would say is a pretty strong misconception okay because there are aspects of competition that really don't depend on anything other than your personal performance okay so Mm -hmm. even for someone in your shape or anyone's condition when you walk in you still have a certain level that you can improve on right right so if you're doing a certain exercise and it takes you 15 minutes well then your next goal should be 14 minutes right no i dig so you're saying basically when i go in whatever way i go in is my benchmark and and there's always so because crossfit is like really into trying to get more people into it Uh there's there are build-ups to work out so like i can't go in and do ring dips you know ring or not a ring dip uh a muscle up you know muscle up (laughs) is I bet, I bet you want to know. Muscle up, bitch. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What muscle are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, so, so, so a muscle up. Or is, what ring dip are you talking about? Like a, a, a toilet? There's a toilet involved on the ring dip? So there are. Get it because my ass is a ring and I did something. <laughs> go ahead. Go All right. Making me lose my train of thought. Okay, so you have like uh, the gymnast rings, the ones that hang from the ceiling on, on ropes. Okay, so, or straps or whatever. So, like, you basically reach up to them, pull yourself up, get it to where you're in, like, a dip position, mm-hmm. and then extend your arms downward. Oh, shit. So, you're basically putting the rings from above your head down to the sides by your knees. Like, you, like I can't do that, but That's if, but if there were a, yeah, Ooh. but if there were... That reminds me of old school when Vince Vaughn is just, like, holding the rings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, a, a with cig- a cigarette <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> Is that how you okay. tried? <laughs> you have your no. e-cig with you? <laughs> no, because like I would never do that. But uh-huh. there's always an alternative. Mm-hmm. Like instead, I could either do dips or I can do pull-ups on the ring because uh-huh. you need those two things in order to complete a muscle-up. So there's always right. a scaled-down version of doing that. And if you can't do that, then what you could do is just do pull-ups instead. And pull-ups, you can use a rubber band to help you oh, get yeah, yourself yeah. up faster. I got, or I got, I got the stretching bands, so I stretch in the bed. You down, Rico? <laughs> you you want you want to go fucking do CrossFit? 
You want to go do it? No. <laughs> Why not? It you, is it is a lot of fun for people who haven't tried it out or are scared about it. Uh, let me watch usually a, people are let pretty me watch nice a video it, first. It's, it's fun to go. <laughs> yeah. And that's if, like you'd rather watch a porn than have sex. But but if you're like if you're like a guy and you want Actually, motivation, watch the CrossFit games. The CrossFit games. Yeah, that shit will just make you. People are superhuman, man. It's CrossFit crazy. Games. It's crazy. All right, all right. So what I want to do right now is I want to go ahead in the podcast. I want to say thank you to my cousin and co-host Isaiah Pacheco. Hit up that Amazon. I want to say thank you to Angela Walker. As always. And Rico Alexander. Thank you, buddy. Ciao, Bella. All right. My name is Augie Lopez. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. This is Augie Lopez again saying good journey. I'm Augie Lopez, and this I, is Augie Lopez again. I, I, need, I, need to get, I need to get that right, that timing down right. You get I it. Need, sometimes it's magical. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. But um, hold on, wait. You can't take your headphones off yet. I need to do a pickup. That's the first time doing a pickup. You'll see what I mean.